Welcome to Excel Boats on the X Podcast, powered by Mud Buddy Motors. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The only podcast to bring you insights on the world of hunting, fishing, and boating. With your host, J. Paul Jackson. You don't say much, do you? Now, load up and side in. This is On the X. Welcome to the Excel Boats on the X podcast powered by Mud Buddy Motors. Jay Paul Jackson here with you today with my co-host. Welcome back on the air. Glad to be back here with them. Dave Reynolds and, of course, the illustrious Jeffrey Whitlock. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Well, thanks for the introduction. Man, that is a loaded question, you know. Um, yesterday, we had a 5-7 earthquake. Uh, pretty <laughs> significant. Uh, yeah, I tell you, earthquakes, widespread pestilence. You know, um, I got to work yesterday. I said, okay, first sign of locusts, I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> no, it's true, because there's there's only so much more we can all take in this town but, before no. before we start running. Yeah, know? no shit, man. I mean, really, man. Any sign of a locust, I'm heading for the hills. But no, it was a pretty big earthquake. Uh, very, very earthquake. I think the worst thing that happened is everybody's massive piles of toilet paper tumbled over. <laughs> no, because now here's the problem is that if they were panicked before, like they're definitely panicked now. And the question is, it's, it's like a game of roulette on Facebook. It's like, what's going to be the new hoarding thing today? What's everybody going to start grabbing? No kidding. I mean, is it, is it just me or is, you know, is everybody stressed out about toilet paper? I mean, you know, we have one thing of toilet paper here and yeah. <laughs> I have nightmares, you know, that, you know, the United States, there's going to be no toilet paper. I'm going to have to use sure. pine boughs or something, you know? It's, uh, no, no, listen, our thing, we have a new rule at our house and it's, it's the shit and shower and it's, it's the double S that's what, that's what we do here. No more toilet paper. You shit and then you hop in the shower. That's just how we do it. It's the answer. <laughs> so my wife last night she was doing laundry and I, I saw her pick up a pair of socks and to throw in the dryer and she said now look guys don't either one of you get lost because if you do the other one becomes ass wipe exactly we just need a little basket on the top of the tank there for all your spare socks <laughs> amen i'm going through the sock drawer all those that the sock monster has got their mates hey they, they can be repurposed <laughs> yeah you got to be creative but no, I, I really feel bad i feel bad for these toilet paper companies i mean you know they're laughing all the way to the bank but the fact of the matter it is Nobody's going to need freaking toilet paper now for 10 to 15 years. <laughs> they're gonna all, no, they're all, they're all laughing on the way to their they're bankrupt. They're, they're going bankrupt, bankrupt yeah. because nobody's going to yeah. have to buy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, my gosh. And, and, you know, yesterday I felt like you guys were – the whole company's getting hit by the – the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We'll we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But I, I gotta say, man, it's been a while since we have done this. And for you guys that have been loyal listeners to the Honda X podcast and fans of Jeff and Dave and you know people that would tolerate me, uh, I hope that you've missed us and I hope that you come back to listen some more because this is a reboot, relaunch. This is the Excel Boats on the X podcast powered by Mud buddy motors 2.0 and uh we, you know we we did this very regularly for a while and then with all the changes uh, in the world and particularly within our company 
you know, praise God, we've grown so fast and done so well. Uh, we let her go for a while, but the three of us collectively uh, came to the conclusion a couple of days ago, you know what, we've got to start this back. I mean, you can't watch your kid play little league baseball. You can't go to an NCAA basketball game. Uh, you know, the, the NHL is shut down along with the NBA, the WNBA, NASCAR, you name it, you can't watch it. So, uh, Hopefully, we'll be entertaining you guys for several weeks to come on the new uh, reboot of it. I am really excited about this. Actually, I've been I've been thinking about oh, it yeah. for days now. I've been coming up with new fun things that we could do. But I love your point about um, we we want to entertain. That's really kind of my my what I'm coming at this with. There isn't much to watch, and there's not much to do, and everybody's home, and everybody's stressed, and it's a it's a terrible time. And maybe we here at XL and at Mud Buddy can do our part to bring a little bit more joy into the world. And that's, that's my goal with this over the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, we discussed this the other day and we thought, well, is it really a good time to bring back the podcast? You know, everybody's stressed out and, you know, have so much going on. Everybody's lives are upside down. And we agreed, no, this is absolutely the best time to come out with a podcast. <laughs> you know, we need to get, you know, everybody needs a little humor. Um, you know, we just need to get back, back, back in the saddle here. The other awesome thing I love about it is that today we've got people from all over the country here, all, all joining together. Talk about social distancing. We have thousands of miles between us, but we're still right here together. So I, I like that idea. Amen, buddy. I mean, Dave's home in Salt Lake. Uh, you're where are you? Are you at the office today? No, no, I'm at home. You can see my lovely library behind me. It looks kind of like my office, but this is this ah. is my little home corner. Um, yeah, just working from home. So I'm about yeah. I mean, I'm in Sandy, about three blocks actually from the uh, from the Mud Buddy uh, factory is where I'm at. Well, and I'm in my office in the new facility in Tennessee. Uh, here by myself right now, which is a good thing, keeping our social distance. And then we got a couple of great guests that we'll be getting into who are also uh, Excel employees, but employees who are at home today. And I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag on that quite yet. Because uh, first, you know, we're starting this back up despite all the crap that's going on that because you can't get toilet paper, you can't clean up. <laughs> you know, we're all pretty damn happy and optimistic. I mean, I, I, I really, I know we're going to come out the other side of this. And, uh, but yesterday was a really scary day for Mud Buddy and Excel. Uh, Dave, let's start off with, with Excel. Tell me, I know you got a call and uh, tell me, you know, give us an update on Excel. All right. Well, you know, first off, I'm sure everybody's seen these letters, Instagrams from these companies saying, hey, we're going to stay open. We're making precautions. You know, health is first and foremost. I was, I was drafting one of those letters to send to our dealers. And I spoke to Gary, the plant manager, and just got an update from him. And so I started writing this letter. And, you know, 15 minutes later, Gary calls me and says, we, we have a sick employee. You know, they have all the symptoms. They tested negative for flu. We're shutting down. So, yeah, as quick as that happens, I mean, as we all know, things could happen 
rapidly these days and, and uh, change your life pretty rapidly. Um, so unfortunately, I had to change the tone of that letter to our dealers stating that, uh, you know, we have a, a temporary, you know, temporary shutdown until we wait for the test results. And, you know, hopefully hope for the best that we'll be back and running Monday. But, uh, you know, there's feasibility we could be shut down for two weeks. So here we are, a little Excel boat company in Mountain View, Arkansas, with the uh, you know, possibility of an infected employee. Right, right in the so heart of it. Things can change pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got the news, I, I got actually an email from Glenn, and I immediately text uh, Jeffrey, and I'm like, oh, my God. Got real in a hurry, didn't it? Because it was just like a hurry. Well, we had just had this conversation just a few hours earlier about, you know, the positive side of things and and that, that everything's moving in a great direction and like really, really positive. And then, bam, there it is. Yeah, and it got real for me in a lot of different ways. Uh, got real because today we had our first two cases and. Dyer County, Tennessee, and you talk about rural. I mean, Stone County, Arkansas, and Dyer County, Tennessee are about as rural as it gets, and it's in all of our backyard. Uh, and then it also got real for me because our new general manager, Kent, who we finally got into Union City here, you know, he's been working with all of us, but particularly with me, um, because he's going to be based out of Tennessee since before Christmas over the phone. We got him to Union City, and uh, he told me Tuesday after, he said, man, I'm going to head on out. I'm going to go over to Mountain View for a couple of days. And I'm like, are you sure that's a good idea? But I didn't, you know, try to talk him out of it because he's general manager and he needs to be in both places at different times. And uh, so he was there. When he's here, he works at a desk that I'm looking at here to my right. Uh, we share an office till we actually get our real furniture. And, you know, now he's sitting across town in uh um, quarantine in his apartment until we find out the results of that test. So, you know, it, it affected us here at the Tennessee facility in a lot of ways as well. Um, you know, tell us about Mud Buddy, Jeffrey. What's going on there? Because I know yesterday well, hey, morning... Go, hey, going back to that, Jay Paul, real quick, mm -hmm. you know, Kent sure. is from Washington, which as of a few weeks ago was the hotbed for coronavirus in the country. Yeah. And uh, so it, it is no surprise. And actually, he uh, came through Salt Lake on his way to uh, Tennessee and he met with us. We had lunch with him and and, you know, I shook his hand. And later I said, oh, sh what am I thinking, man? I just shook somebody's hand from Washington. Washington. <laughs> yeah. And we just all, all we sort of all just joked about it. You know, got a good laugh out of it. But uh, and man, that's that's well, scary. You have to admit, that's though, really that scary. was like yeah. an entire world ago. Well, that was two weeks ago. I yeah, think he only came two weeks. Salt Lake. But everything yeah. has changed yeah. since then. Yeah, that's, and the first cases were just then being reported there. I mean, it right. wasn't even like you know, and there was uh, you know, uh, the deaths there in that you know long-term care facility. Uh, but it's all changed, man. It, it, it yeah. and and as if the coronavirus wasn't bad enough affecting us in, here in Tennessee and profoundly in Arkansas. Yesterday morning, uh, I get in my truck to drive to work and I catch the tail end, you know, we'll keep you posted on the situation in Salt Lake City as it progresses. And I'm like, holy crap, 
You know, that's what my brothers are. You know, that's what my teammates are. What is the situation? And then because it's damn COVID-19 for the next hour until I got to work, I didn't hear about anything else. So I had no clue what had happened in Salt Lake City until I got a text from you, Jeffrey. Yeah. You take it from there. Well, uh, so yeah, that's that's been a little bit of a challenge. Um, it was nice though. All day yesterday, we didn't hear hardly anything about the COVID nineteen because it was all about the <laughs> earthquake all day. So it was a refreshing change. We're all preparing our emergency kits. You know, like uh, small favors, really. Uh, but as far as Mud Buddy is concerned, uh, we're still doing well. Of course, we are following all of the CDC's recommendations, keeping everything as clean as we as we possibly can. Um, we've got as many people that are able to work from home are doing so, both Dave and I, um, and many others are, are working from home because uh, we have that capability. Uh, but everybody else is, is doing well, they're healthy, and everything is good. I, of, course, of course, there's a little bit of nerves and a little bit of anxiety surrounding uh, everything there, and especially after ye- yesterday. But uh, all in all, spirits are, are high, and we're doing as much as we can. And right now, we're open, we're cranking out motors, and uh, doing the best we can. That's awesome. And remember, everybody, do the five. Uh, hands, watch them, wash them often. Elbow, cough into your elbow. Face, don't touch it, which, by the way, Jeffrey, I have watched you touch your face over and over during this. But I think part of it's because the, the porn star mustache is gone. Listen, <laughs> and, listen to me uh, right now. He's just touching his nose. He's just prying I, his nose. I, I to, cannot okay. help it. They, when they were like, yeah, don't touch your face, I was like, well, uh, uh, I'm fine. I can't I'm I can't do it. Me too. <laughs> I seriously can't do it. There are certain things that I can do in my life and not touch my face is not one of them. I'm a I don't know. But you are pretty happy. We're all happy. We're all happy that the porn stash is gone. That's why we could do I was officially like on board for the uh for the podcast. You know, we always do a little video, but I you know, I will not be seen with that mustache is what I try and do. So now that it's gone. You know, I'm back. I'm back in the saddle, ready to be seen and loved and heard by all people. That's nice. And you just dropped the first F bomb in the history of the On the X podcast. Oh God, I'm sorry. And you're touching your face again. <laughs> but it's okay. It I think I might have done that before. But yeah. You may have, Dave, and I don't remember. Yes, I do think you have. I, I'm sure uh, somebody, I'm sure Dave has. I did once. Yeah. I did one yeah. occasion. Yeah. We'll get a mixed audience. I know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's right. Just, you know, <laughs> oh, I wasn't fussing. I actually thought it was pretty damn funny myself. And of course, I listened to Joe Rogan, and that can get pretty oh, raw, yeah. but it's still a great project. No, I, just, I, either, but it, I either have to bleep that out when I edit it, or I've got to put that little E on the side of it for the, you know, the, what, are the, what is it? Extreme <laughs> comment or, uh, what is it? Explicit. Explicit. That's what it is. Explicit, explicit content. Yeah. And if we're going to uh, do that, if we're going to have explicit content, I'm going to uh, like, I'm going to make it explicit. You know, if I'm going to go to the travel to put that E on, you know me, I will get into it. I know. No kidding, man. <laughs> anyway, we're going to remind everybody to do the five. We're going to do our civic duty. Here's our, our little uh, public safety announcement. Hands, wash them off and elbow cough into it. Face, don't touch it, Jeffrey. Uh, feet, stay more than three feet apart. Feel sick. Keep your ass 
at home because you can't wipe it anyway. Well, you can't wipe so it. So stay home. Stay home. <laughs> yeah, that's do the five. Yep. And speaking of uh, doing the five, um, we have five of us on here today because we uh, we've got a couple of special guests because we're talk fishing bass boats in particular. I, I wore my fishing shirt today to be in theme with all this. Um, Dave is sitting home eating Cheetos in his underwear, so we can't see him. I don't know what he wore, but <laughs> that's a luxury of working at home. You never have to dress Cheetos. I think it's a Coors Light, isn't it? Isn't that right, Dave? I'm jealous then. <laughs> anyway, Dave is sitting at home, and we've also got uh, DJ Spear, who has been the plant manager there in Mountain View, Arkansas. Right now, he's heading up our R&D department and our uh, engineer, design guy, boy genius, even though he's a grown man, but since he's half my age, I call him a boy, uh, Josh Laws on the phone with us. And yeah, we're going to talk about the newest product rolling out from Excel Boats, the new EX200 Bass Boat. Pretty exciting, guys. Well, Josh, DJ. Hi, guys. How is, how is everybody? Good. We're really good. DJ, you've been on with us before. This isn't your first time, right? Right. Very good. It's my second time. Um, second time. So you're an old hat at this. But Josh, this is your first time on the X, correct? I think this is my first time on the internet with the company in general. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Other than like when we're at, uh, whenever you guys have tried to go live and I walk away. But that, that's about it. That's right. We weren't able to get you on in Tennessee. No, no, never. No, he's not telling, he's not lying. He runs the other direction generally when we go live. He usually hides, but since the plant is closed, he has no excuse. He can't work. Yeah. I tried to go back and I got told to go home. So I'm, I'm here in my bed now. Josh, you are the type that would defy all, all rules. Let me work. I don't care. No, I, I had to go get my iPad. I had to go get my iPad. I had to go back. I'm hell or high water. I'm working and you can't stop me. That is, that's you, Josh. And I appreciate that. I agree. I appreciate that about you. Um, but we are really excited to have both of you guys on. And I'm excited to talk about this, this bass boat. This has been a long time coming. Uh, I have been more excited about this boat than any other boat that we have released um and so i'm i'm excited to jump into this um but before we do that though does anybody else is there anything that i'm missing do we need to speak with these guys about anything before i just you know dive head first into this boat i just want to say it's one of the sexiest boats to ever come out of excel boats it is it is sexy that is that's the only words to use to describe this boat it is it is that good looking you are 100% correct. Just like you. I agree. Sexy, sexy boat. In fact, one of the few, and we haven't put that many pictures on. I mean, we've, we've put as much as, as, you know, we can and that we're allowed to put out on the internet. But, boy, the few pictures that we've put out, that is what everybody has said. That is a sexy boat. And remember that little comment oh, I made so about sexy. explicit? This is where we can get explicit right here. Yeah, it's so sexy, you'd have to put an E exactly the website because it'd almost be porn. Yeah. <laughs> boat porn. Boat porn right now. Yeah. Um, but Josh, start us off with, or maybe maybe there's a better question for DJ, but start us off with the origins of this boat. 
why and where it came from and and who started it and all of that good stuff well we, we, we the way it started is we we had a group meeting we decided that we were we wanted to make the bass boat we decided on what features what things it had to have um we looked at all of our competitors what they're doing um we just we we spent a lot it's been probably what is it, about 18 months josh that we've been working on on the bass boat in some shape fashion or form trying to just get everything together get all of our information and there is there is a lot of josh and i's blood sweat and tears in this in this project and it's, it's been one that's been very frustrated at times frustrating at times but it's also to see the the finished product is just outrageously sexy i mean it's just yeah i i can't i don't have the words Yep, it's got two of the three qualities I always liked in a woman when I was single. It's sexy and fast, but it's not loose. No. <laughs> it is. No. Yeah, aluminum has a hard time doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, Josh, Josh and I, after, after doing all the, the the details, gathering everything up, we sat down at the computer and Josh started started drawing and um, we we worked very closely together. And, and Josh is awesome. I mean, he's just he's one of the best um designers engineers slash just the the best guy all around to to do this and he can take something that's in my head or, or glenn's head or anybody's head and then put it down on on the computer and just make it look good so kudos to josh for that thank you josh compared to some of the other boats you've worked on how how does this boat compare yeah uh, it's probably the hardest boat i've ever made really why is that really uh, it's small yeah, in my experience, the larger the boat, the easier it is. But the, like, I mean, I've built, I've worked on up to 57 foot boats, but, you know, I've personally built a 32, a 28, 23s, 24s, 25s, 26s, you know, everything. But it's the, the, I thought cat fishermen were picky, but also I feel like the bass fishermen are some of the worst customers that could ever exist. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I've, made, I've, I've made I've <laughs> Let's made see that one correctly. I've made sure fire boats before and, and SWAT team boats before and police boats and stuff and and kind of every customer has their own niche and, and when it comes to fishing it's even worse. Um but but the thing that makes the bass boat the hardest is is um just the way the the hole is made in the boat. Uh you know, we struggled for quite some time with some of the, the design features and manufacturing processes that Excel never had. And, uh, you know, we, we figured it out. It takes a lot of time and a lot of teamwork actually. Um, but, uh, once, once we were able to figure it out, you know, what used to take four days to do now takes, you know, three minutes. So, but, but in general, the, the I mean, literally like the, the design of the boat and the computer was not hard. I mean, it, you know, it was easy. It's, it's the manufacturing aspect of it. That's, that's much harder. Like, I mean, in a computer, everything works and in real life, it doesn't, um, it can be close, but you know, if you're just a little off, it just can't happen. It, it won't exist or it won't work well, but yeah, I think from an engineering standpoint, it wasn't too bad, but it's, it's the real life application that made it hard. But we, we Excel have never, we've never created a boat with this shape, this, this form, this is a to totally new form of, of a hole for us. 
And that was the, the biggest challenge for all of us is that we, we'd never done this type of hole before. Yeah. And even in my experience, I, you know, in my previous job, I've never done a boat like that either. So I had a lot to learn as well. So. And, and Josh is right. Bass, the bass fishermen are the pickiest people in the world. And we, we knew setting out that everything had to be at the top of the game. Everything had to be a number one first class. And, um, we've, we've, we've really, really trying to make that happen. So, and I think we produce, we got, we're right on top of that too. So. Well, and, and I'll tell you for you guys too, uh, you know, and I'm going to brag on both of y'all a little more because it's a big testament to your talent. Uh, but, but also to the both of you guys, you know, after me, probably no one has done more work on Tennessee than the two of you and you know josh did a whole lot while he was trying to design the boat he's not an architect but this factory when i walk out there it's you know it's the way that josh did the initial layouts and has tweaked it all along and dj's given us all kinds of assistance technical advice and you know um come over here several times so it's not like the bass boat was all that you guys could do. I mean, you've had both had a lot of other stuff on your plate and both been very involved over here. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, it's been lots of fun days. <laughs> yep. And I've always loved yeah. having y'all over here, but right now, until we get those test results back from yesterday, keep your ass in Arkansas. I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, we're on self-quarantine. No offense. I love you both. Yeah. Amen. And that was the right thing to do. I mean, you know, obviously it's important we get this fast boat now that we've almost got it perfected and we've got models sold and coming out, but it's also important that we did the right thing. You know, love to see you guys back at work Monday though. I'm sure you'd both love to be back there, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> no, no it's a little bit easier than working from home, but the peace and quiet's nice, you know. It, it's, uh, if I work two hours without being interrupted, it's the equivalent of an eight day in, in an eight hour day. But uh, yeah, it's not too bad to stay in bed all day and work. No, I, DJ's hoarding my computer at the moment, but uh, I have a I have a nice little office downstairs. You, you've done a splendid job on the bass boat, and I really think uh, I mean there's a lot of good bass boats on the market. Um, but as people have learned to expect from Excel, we we try to take it one step further. And, uh, you know, I, I do, of course, you know, we're all partial, but I, I do think we have one of the premier aluminum bass boats in the market. One thing that nobody's really talking about is how quick it is, but maybe that's top secret. I'm not sure, but it's, it's pretty 70 fast. miles an hour, baby. I'll let it out. Yeah, let it I'll out. I'll throw that cat out of the bag. Yeah. 70 miles an hour, 20-foot aluminum bass boat. Um, yeah, we're... We're pretty excited about that. I mean, not, not only top end speed, but the handling at that speed. I um, mean, this boat just turns on a dime. Um, uh, it's uh, and at a seventy miles an hour, it's it, it is barely touching the water. I mean, it is uh, like it is flying on the surface of the water. It is. Uh, we're very excited about that, and you know, we're fortunate to have a very good team. Uh, in particular, Bill Atkinson, one of our reps. He's been in. The marine industry for maybe 35, 40 years. He's worked yeah. with some big bass boat companies. He knows the boat industry. He knows what people want and he knows bass boats. And uh, what Bill made, how many trips out to Arkansas to, to run this bass boat to make sure it was just 
completely dialed in. Yeah, I would say that Bill probably came up at least at least 10 times for us to go run the bass boat. And it didn't matter if it was raining. It didn't matter if it was sleeting. Um, it didn't matter if we had 20 mile an hour winds. Him and I were out there on the water doing the testing when, when you know, because we had to go when the time, when the days that he could be up there to, to go run it. And it's, uh, yeah, Bill was an invaluable tool for us to, for this bass boat. DJ and Dave, walk us through some of the really upscale features that come on this boat. What, what makes this boat, besides that top end speed, obviously being a big feature, but what else? What are the features on this boat that are worth talking about? We have one of the widest front decks of any, any aluminum boat in, in our class, in our size. Um, the, the width of our front deck is just phenomenally wide compared to what a lot of our competitions are. Um, we got deep boxes. Um, we just got, we got so many features that are standard on this boat. Dave, I'll let you talk about this, the features that are standard. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty loaded boat. I mean, there's really not too many options that you, you can or would want to add to this boat. You know, all the boxes are watertight. Um, the boat includes hydraulic steering. Um, it includes tilt trim. includes uh, Minn Kota uh, trolling motor, uh, helix, fish finder. Um, you know, the console is just, you know, custom fit to a, a wide variety of, uh, of uh, uh, fishermen. It um, has a, you know, a, a slide. Um, it, it, you know, th this boat has many standard features that other boat companies uh, offer as options. Um, you know, it's, it's simply, it's, it's tournament ready boat. I mean, it's, it's ready for the weekend warrior as well as a season tournament um, I, I uh, also had never driven a boat before, and so this was my first boat. That's and a lie. You have driven a boat? Oh, no, yeah, you're right. The Stormcats are yeah. I tried, but I wasn't going <laughs> that fast. And anyways, it was a big boat, so I felt safe. Um, but anyways, yeah. you know, I... I uh, Josh is definitely in training. Like we have not took the training wheels off yet. <laughs> No, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the boat really does have everything. But uh, yeah, yeah. But DJ, I was wrong. If Josh has driven the boat, it does show that that boat has the three things that I used to value in my days. It's sexy, it's fast, and it's easy. There you go. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Driving a car is much easier, though. I do. I would say that. Um, talk to me, uh, DJ, and, and maybe Dave a little bit on this too. Talk to me about, so we are partnering with a new company for, for this boat in, called uh, Reflex by Syntex. Syntex Reflex um, as a flooring option for this boat. Tell me about that. It's a, it's a very good product. A lot of the higher-end yachts are putting it into their, into their um, product. Um, there's several other boat manufacturers using it. It's a we we put a piece of it on our on our uh, front rod box lid, the middle the middle lid, and also on our little right. step up ice chest that's that's in the cockpit area. Um, the reason we do that is because that fisherman is trying to get his bass off of his his uh, pole and and put it into his live well. He wants to sit down sometimes to get get to his pliers, and that's it's uh, way better to sit on that 
than it is the wet carpet or something like that. It dries super quick and it's super durable material. Right. Yeah, and on the feet, it's very, it's very comfortable. Yeah, in the heat, it's very comfortable. Um, you know, obviously, our boats will be standard with carpet, but we will offer this uh, flooring material for uh, for a slight upgrade. Um, yeah, I mean, some boat companies, some of our competitors, it's it's over two thousand dollar option uh, for a uh, a flooring material similar to this, and with us, it, it'll be several hundred dollars. So we're we're excited about that because we're able to offer this upgrade at a very, very affordable price. And just to add on to that, to clarify, the, the carpeted boat comes 100% of the time standard with the on the rent box and on the ice chest. And and I don't think the boat would look the same without it. No, like, it does. It makes the, it, it the, makes the boat look really good. The giant logo on the rod box. I mean, like, honestly, if that was just carpet, I wouldn't like the boat nearly as much. But the Syntec does a really good job with their, their reflex, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it when we first had it in, in front of uh, our desk and we first made the lid and check and see how it fit. It looked really good. It looked really good. And high quality too. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, another you know. thing on this boat, you know, another thing on this boat too, sorry, Jay Paul, is, um, you know, as people have seen on our bay boats, you know, we get a lot of comments. Man, that, that boat looks like a glass boat. Because we go to, you know, meticulous detail in the, in the paint and finish of this boat. And this best, this bass boat is no exception. Yeah, this boat was at the uh, Louisiana Sportsman Show for a day and a half last week until it was canceled. Um, and that was one of the most frequent comments we got. Man, I, yeah, I thought this was a glass boat. That's yeah, a aluminum boat, but uh, yeah. I mean, elaborate on that paint finish that you've come up with, uh, DJ and Josh. I mean, you did a fantastic job. It, it looks like a Ranger Skeeter from the outside. We, we've got a we've got a new a new product that we're putting on it, um, and it's a it's called a glass clear, and it's it makes it gives it that that real you know sometimes when you look in the, in the side of a fiberglass boat, it looks like it's you know ten inches deep, and that's what this glass clear coat does. It's got metal flakes in the clear coat. And it just gives it that real, a uh, whole bunch of depth, the real depth. And we, we always are real cautious about the, our sides of our boat, making sure that they're just as flat and straight as we possibly can. And when you put that, that glass clear on it, it just really brings everything out. You get it out in the sun and it, it's just, it just comes to life. It's, it's amazing. It looks really good. It's not the boat looks. Oh, it makes it pop. The pictures yeah. don't do I it justice thought, you know, at all. No, it's an entirely different boat out in the sunlight than it is under unnatural light. And it's not an easy process either. It's, That's it's what a I was very, about to say. It looks like a gel coat. It's a very meticulous process to, to do this and to make it look good. So just another thing that we've done on our bass boat to, to go above and beyond our competitors. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to get my hands on this boat. We've got a, a trip planned here, hopefully the end of April. Uh, Plane tickets uh, are pretty cheap right now. I right. <laughs> it was yeah. It was an easy sell to the bosses. Like, hey, it won't cost us hardly anything to get out there. Maybe my life. I don't know. I've never seen him say approved so fast in my yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's really exciting. Never but in my life. I cannot wait to get on this boat and to shoot this boat and to drive this boat because it looks absolutely incredible. I think you guys have done an amazing job. Thank you. Yeah, and you know that the timing of this boat is 
it couldn't be better either. I mean, you know, bass boats always been extremely popular, one of the, you know, the most popular game fish in the United States. But recently, you know, there's been even more of a resurgence in uh, bass boat fishing. If anybody's been to the Bassmaster Classic lately, it was two yeah. weeks ago. I mean, it was just unbelievable how big the Bassmaster Classic is and the participation and the vendors. I mean, it is a, it's a, a festival. Yeah. Um, you know, high school fishing. I mean, that is, I mean, who would have thought high schools would have a fishing, I mean, God, I would wish, I would have had a fishing team in my Amen. high school, oh my God. Uh, you know, it's, you know, this bass fishing just blowing out of proportion yeah. right now. So timing for this boat is ideal. We're able to offer fishermen, uh, you know, another option in a aluminum bass boat. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now too, I mean, uh, you know, you can't go to the movies. You can't go watch a ball game, but nobody's closing down the lake to go fishing. You talk about social isolation. It hits home because uh, that is one of the few things you can do now is is go to the lake, go fishing, you know, quality family time. Yeah, this this country has is slowed down. It's no longer, you know, the go, go, go stress um, you know, because of this virus, everybody is, you know, back home with family and just reassessing what, what is truly important in life. Um, it's, it's been an eye opener for all of us. And yeah, of course we hope to capitalize on that by selling more boats. So <laughs> well, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, no, nothing wrong with that. Well, we want Being in the sun is good for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the few things that we can safely do. As a matter of fact, uh, we just lost DJ no, from the conversation back. too. He's joining back. Oh, good, good. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I was wondering if I'd ran him off. Good. Um, we can, you know, get out there and, and fish. And uh, one of my best friends I shared with you guys yesterday uh, fishes a lot at Pickwick, where Bill Atkinson has a place, and where I hope that we're going to be filming this boat soon. And man, they caught like a hundred bass. I think he told me he had uh, 40 fish he caught yesterday that weighed over four pounds. Holy cow. Wow. It yeah. must be what, pre-spawn pre right yeah, now, I guess? Pre-spawn. Yeah, pre-spawn, yeah. 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 And Nick, he said he was catching about three feet of water uh, on spinner baits. The water wasn't, it was kind of stained. If it wasn't so stained, rattle traps. And, you know, he was like, hey, you know what? The world isn't coming to an end. But we all got to kind of keep our distance. I'm going fishing. Yeah. And I thought, that's great, man. Right. What a great attitude. And he had a great day. I was really happy that for him. Oh. I think. Yeah, that's fantastic. We, we saw the photos. I jealous. think uh, DJ and I are going to take the, the first bass boat out there and uh, oh, go you should. Like tomorrow. I'm so right? jealous. Oh, we, we I'm have, so jealous. Well, we have one that's ready to go and one that's almost ready to go. But we, we can take the blue boat out, DJ. Yeah, oh I mean, I'll be there absolutely. in an hour. I'm uh, <laughs> hopping on the air. Actually, I don't think I, I don't think the airport's open quite yet after the earthquake. I gotta wait another day or so before you fly out of here. DJ, as much time as you spend on the water in one of our boats working, I really do think, brother, you need to take a blue boat out and you and Josh need to go fishing. Yeah, we, we should absolutely. Yeah, you yeah, owe it to yourself. Yeah, you do, DJ. You deserve to. We we did. Yeah, you know, fish occasionally from some of these boats instead of just test driving them. But the first the first time we took out the prototype boat, though, you know, the the only one that we ever made. 
and uh, uh, what it was like a little mini hurricane out there, DJ, wasn't it? Like, yeah, we were. Oh man, we we yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, I've I've been out there lots of days when there were, we have three foot, four foot rollers and trying to test and it's raining and sleeting and just you have to wear safety glasses or you just can't you can't even see to drive because the rain's hitting your face so hard. That's above and beyond the call yeah, of duty hazard pay. There's yeah, there's something there's something about doing 65, 68 miles an hour and when it's raining. And it's it's uh quite exhilarating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can imagine. Hey, but that just shows your dedication and we appreciate it because look at the end result, man. Y'all have kicked the off. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And didn't you love the response you saw when you went to Louisiana this weekend, DJ? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> by the time I got there, I drove all the way down there and had to turn around and come around. But back you got a speeding ticket on at the deal. So. <laughs> oh, God. And, and I, I got the, the, the good deal of having getting a speeding mm -hmm. on the, ticket on the way back. Well, so, you did get yeah, to eat grilled fun. oysters and shrimp. So it wasn't I, a, the I trip, did, not a total I did. waste. I, I got raw and grilled oysters. That's two of my favorite things in the whole wide world. And then the crawfish was just an added bonus. So. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still kind of like somebody first giving you a paper cut and then pouring lemon juice in at the double whammy of the you know, boat shows closed in. You oh, get yeah, a ticket, man. I'm feel for you. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Can yeah. you imagine these dealers, though, that have 30, 40, 50? I mean, some of these dealers have, what, how many boats? 80 boats at the show? I mean, can you imagine the time yeah, there's a, yeah, a lot of boats to put show. those boats in, set that up, and tear it down a day and a half later? All, all for nothing. And yeah. they probably won't get a rebate from the show either. Nope. No. Wow. Wow. That hurts. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah, but we're all getting the check next week for a thousand dollars. Next week, mm -hmm. there you mm -hmm. go. I, this is the U.S. government we're talking about, and I will believe that when I see it. Yeah, the US yeah. Once government. they take out taxes, once they take out taxes, you'd be able to buy a, a meal at McDonald's. Probably, yeah. it won't be McDonald's to buy one from. I mean, I sure hope they don't get me wrong. I sure hope that they do it and it happens, and because it's sure, it's sure. There's lots of people that do need it, but yeah. like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Hey, yeah, there's a lot of people out of work right now. I mean, look at the big three, the auto companies, and that blew me away yeah. yesterday. Yeah. That news that they were closing. I mean, think of the tens of thousands of employees and suppliers that supply the auto companies. That is look, that's monumental. Look at the restaurant business. Look at the restaurant business. All the yeah. waiters and bartenders and and servers and and you know cooks and everybody just out of work. Out of work. Yeah. Maybe they're shut yeah. down. So yeah, that it would be very helpful if they could get that through. Well, guys, I tell you, you know, you, we take a look at uh, Wuhan at China. Um, what a lot of people I don't think really realize when you when you're talking about this are looking at it is the fact that you know where it originated there are eight million people in that one city and in these chinese cities you know it's not like some of our american cities i mean they're stacked on top of one another and yet of eight million 
it abated after 80,000 had been confirmed. Of course, the number, it's well above that. We know from, you know, there, there were probably loads of people that were asymptomatic that were never tested. But the point is, you know, it did stop in a city of 8 million. Yeah. It didn't just, you know, run through like wildfire crazy. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. And, you know, we're going to we're gonna come through this uh, here, and we're going to have bass boats out there, and, you know, we're going to have the best one on the market for people in the aluminum market anyway for folks to buy. So uh, I'm optimistic, guys. I really am. Amen. All right, Jay Paul, let's do a let's do a blind bag confessional. I think it's that time. So of course, you know it's been a tradition, and while this may be a reboot of the uh, on the X podcast, and we're not going to change up everything totally. You know, tradition. Some of them are just hard to die. So DJ Josh, we got to ask you guys. And even though you've been on here before, I'm going to start with you, DJ, uh, like we do everybody else. You and I are out duck hunting. Your blind bag sitting next to me. I'm, I'm feeling kind of hungry. I want to pick you and try to snatch a snack. What am I going to find in your blind bag to eat? Well, there's going to be two or three things. I, I like a variety of snacks in my blind bag. Um, one of them is going to be, if it's available, there's going to be some deer summer sausage with some cheese and crackers. And then also I'm going to have some um, soy sauce, wasabi, uh, almonds. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites, one of my favorite Very snacks good. of all times. Mm -hmm. And probably some sunflower seeds. Very good. What if we were to add one thing to this, Jay Paul? What would be in your blind bag that you don't want anybody else to see? Yeah, let's hear about that, DJ. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, let me think. Let me think. That would probably be your magazine extension. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know that I have anything that I would care about anybody not seeing. Um, you know, I have been. I have took my wife's pantyhose out there a few times with me, and thinking that I, if I get cold, I might stick those on. But you know, that would probably be the the worst thing. So actually, in my blind bag, I keep a couple of knee-high stockings uh, because, you know, I take a lot of people hunting every year and pantyhose are not, believe it or not, Jeffrey, Dave will attest to this too. They are not that odd a thing to find in a blind bag because if you kill a duck and you want to mount it, most taxidermists tell you the best way to protect it while you're in the field is to slide it inside of a stocking. Got it. Got you knew that, right, okay. Dave, DJ? I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I was thinking about warmth. <laughs> I, <hear> you. <laughs> I don't like the. Well, I was waiting for you, Jay Paul, to justify how those pantyhose are going to keep you warm. That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> no, you, you're not uh, old yeah. enough to remember the Joe Namath. Um, oh gosh, what was the name of the pantyhose? Uh, remember that commercial where Joe Namath was wearing that. pantyhose yeah. underneath his football pants uh, to keep warm. Before they had Under Armour, right? They had, they had pantyhose, and there was a brand that advertised that they were so resistant to runs that you could even play football with them. And then so they Haynes? had a shot. Haynes, Haynes pantyhose, Haynes. and Namath yep. standing on the sidelines wearing a pair of pantyhose to keep him warm. Wow, 
So. That's right. That's a that's a blast that, from the past. But you know, Jay Paul, you've told me you keep them in your blind bag. They're good luck. <laughs> you had some story about this particular pair of pantyhose. We're not going to go you there. You take them with you every time you go hunting for good luck. I, I can't remember it the story. Bring back, it brings back the memories from his childhood. <laughs> We're gonna leave all this alone, or he'd have to put two E's, a big capital E, out to the side. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, so Josh, I know you're not a big duck hunter, but you have a backpack with you almost everywhere we go. So uh, we go to we go to sneak a snack out of your backpack. What we're gonna find? Probably Oreos and pistachios and cheese. Not not oh. that I eat them together. Like that would be disgusting, but. Those, those, <laughs> I wasn't judging. Uh, and, and if a drink is permitted, then a diet Mountain Dew, but of course, I could have guessed the diet Mountain Dew. What kind of cheese, though? Like, what, what are we talking like? Man, a any nice cheese, like, like a brie, or like you talking about like some cheese whiz 20 cent cheese and all the way up to the expensive stuff. Cheese is cheese, it's all good, but no, no, for, it's not a cheese kind I of I didn't hoard any toilet paper, but I did buy like six or seven pounds of cheese to put in my fridge uh the other day and it was also this is like not really like it's kind of embarrassing but i haven't shopped in probably a year and i had to push around the cart yesterday at walmart and it was it was pretty rough but i eat subway a lot or you know i just i don't cook so but i did i i think the the cheese is probably a, a double a double thing there yeah because that, you that was, won't use it. That, <laughs> was <laughs> that was definitely the thought yeah, that that is true. It is interesting what people hoard. You know, my wife was at the store the other day, and she's behind a guy. He had a shopping cart full to filled to the top, beer and meat. <laughs> yes, I've seen that as well. No. Beer, what, and beer and meat. What I didn't understand is eggs. I, I went to go buy a package of eggs, and they're all gone. And yeah. Like, I, I understand that a refrigerator kind of keeps things fresh for a little bit, but, like, I feel like eggs and dairy are some of the two quickest things to spoil. Yeah, 40 and, gallons of milk. There's no way you but can nobody it. can eat breakfast yeah, without yeah, eggs, well, apparently. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand no. it, but they were gone. I went to a grocery store uh, Sunday morning. I got up early. Go to the grocery store. Make sure, you know, be the first one there in hopes that they restock. And they didn't restock. No toilet paper. I'm still stressed out about that. <laughs> but uh, you know, they had one gallon of milk there, organic milk, six ninety-nine per gallon. I brought it home and kids, man, this milk is great, Dad. I love this. They like, don't get used to it. <laughs> I'm not buying it anymore. It's emergency ration. No ration that's yeah, stuff. it's that that beer and meat, man. It's it, coronavirus, it's one giant barbecue from here on out. It's a two-week barbecue. I, uh, I bought all this stuff to make some taco soup, and I walk all the way over to the hamburger meat. It's all in my cart, and I walk over to the hamburger meat, and there's none there. Nope. And then I ended up forgetting to put it all back, and I bought all the stuff, you know, like canned corn. I don't need canned corn, but now I have some canned corn in, in my pantry that I will never eat. But you might very well <laughs> you might be nothing else to eat. don't train everybody and jeremy said you loaded down on uh, frozen pizza and hot pockets yeah so i did yeah you got yeah. cheese and everything yeah. except the corn no i also bought i think six or seven boxes of different mac and cheeses and then i also since all the good stuff was gone i had to buy some of the more expensive stuff that nobody else buys and they're like 
I don't know. They were Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese. And they're like little individual. They're kind of like the Kraft mac and cheese cups, but slightly larger. And they're really good. Like, I probably would have never tried one if it weren't for this. But that's all that was left. That's what I had to get. But it was good. You know what we need to do for, for next week's podcast? It needs to be just everybody at Excel, like what we hoard at Excel. And we'll just call up every, every employee we can get a hold of and ask them what they've been hoarding. <laughs> yeah. So what and you take a survey of how many rolls of toilet yes. paper? That how much toilet paper has. do you have, and what else have you been hoarding? Keep in mind, we all live in Mountain View. Our toilet paper aisle is not very big, and I don't think they've restocked it since it mm-hmm. depleted. No, I was I was at yeah, Walmart a little while ago, and it's empty. Yeah. There is not a single roll. Yeah. Whoever has bought Walmart. it, they're a rich person now. What's crazy to me, though, is all of the other hygiene products are all there. Shampoo, soap, you know, anything else that you can use to shower or clean with, it's not sold out. And it's all there. It's normal. But it's like people are only concerned with one function of hygiene and not the rest. (laughs) No, two, two. But here's what's crazy about that. You can't get hand sanitizer either, but you can get all the dowel soap. Yeah that you could ever want yeah, in the yeah, world, yeah. bar soap. And let me tell you, I can tell you, having been being a registered nurse, you know, there are lots of doctors that will tell you one of the best products that you can wash your hands with to stop the spread of germs and disease is good old Dial Bar Soap. But nobody wants it, and it works as good as anything. Crazy, isn't it? And by the way, yeah. Josh, uh, I'm sitting here looking at the website for the incredible egg dot org and it says that eggs stored in the refrigerator in the original packaging should keep for at least five weeks beyond the pack date i didn't know that really five weeks there you go. i did not know that wow. it's the incredible egg website. how can it be wrong <laughs> when it comes to eggs that is that's insane hmm. well i guess that explains why they're <laughs> being hoarded then i guess so Amen. <laughs> the, the things that our listeners get to learn and hear, it's just amazing, isn't it's amazing. it? This is us bringing the knowledge to the people. That's what we do here at XL. That's what all those Amen. books are for. Right. <laughs> Got to wrap this up? Yeah. <laughs> Got to wrap this up. Josh, what do you not want me to find? What's going to embarrass you? Man, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm a pretty open person. Like, I don't... Well, I mean, for one, I don't go outside, so this this situation probably would never exist. But like, I, I really, I I don't know. Like, I I don't think in my entire life I've ever been put in a position where like somebody has discovered something about me that I've been like scared of or like worried about. But I really, I don't have an answer. Like, I mean, yes, there's many. So we're not gonna find a Barbie doll say, or anything like well, that. Well, that's what, what I'm about, saying. Like, like you like know, a- I. Pokemon Xbox game or something I like don't that. Know. That's what I'd imagine <laughs> would be in there. I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know. Like, I don't... I really... I don't know. Uh, All right, DJ, no that's up to you then. You got to get in that bag and find what that is. DJ knows me, man. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, what I'll do is I'll, <laughs> I'll hide something in there and then, and then... And then... And then video... Then we'll get a video of me... Of, of somebody <laughs> finding it in there. Well, man, DJ, Josh, both you guys, I've enjoyed, we've enjoyed, all of us, uh, 
having you guys on here with us today. It's been cool having, you know, the team, we get together once in a while as a team and it's always awesome to get to share it on the podcast at school. And, uh, you know, Jeffrey, Dick, Dave, man, I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's good to be back. We got so good to be back in the podcast. On a regular basis. Yeah. More of a routine. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having yeah, us. Thanks for taking time out of your busy work day. Yeah. Thank you guys. We sure love having you. We'll have you back again. And folks, keep checking. Uh, you know, here on Podbean, uh, of course, also um, in the uh, iTunes store, you can find the podcast, download it, share it with your friends. We're going to have this thing up on social media as well. And glad to be coming back to you. We're going to make this a regular thing at least once a week, maybe twice a week uh, for the duration until we push through and, and hopefully for a lot longer after that. And on behalf of uh, Jeffrey and Dave, let me say, man, thanks to all you guys for listening to this edition of the Excel Boats on the X podcast, powered by my buddy Motors.